Hey folks, uh, I'm Matt. That's Skylar. We're black. We were talking about Bond and other movies. And the K today is for kicking in the face and other parts because we're talking everything, everywhere, all at once, aka the Michelle Yeoh Showcase <laughs> on MSBK today. Uh, this movie, so uh, this movie's in my A24. A24 uh, produces weird movies. Uh, That's... <laughs> A, you know, A24 has given us Midsommar. Mm-hmm. They've given us, uh, they've done some short films. Uh, they've produced, they produced like Two Dub Queens, Comrade Detective. Uh, they've and just the done one that I definitely want to see that's obviously a horror movie called Men. I, yes. I've seen the preview for that. I need to see it. Yeah, I saw the trailer and I, w- I was concerned. Um, very concerned <laughs> I, I was I was concerned uh, they've produced uh, pot, the Pot Save America TV show mm-hmm. um, at home with Amy Sedaris um, Moonbase <laughs> 8 was one of theirs uh, they've just done a lot of different stuff and Ooh. this movie is different. just it's different. Um, Michelle Yeoh plays Evelyn, who is a first-generation Chinese immigrant. Mm-hmm. Um, after a long, long break from Hollywood, Kihei Kwan, um, who we all know as Short Round from the Indiana Jones movies, Data from The Goonies, plays her husband, Waymond. Who um, he sounds exactly the same. Looks exactly the same. Yes. Ugh. He's just bigger. He's just bigger and yeah. got some weight. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, their American daughter, uh, Joy, and this is the movie. Okay, so the movie, the first like five to eight minutes of the movie where they're at home preparing, like I remember seeing mm-hmm. social media reaction from Asian folks are like, I couldn't breathe watching this because this is what I grew up around. Like this very much captured mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that experience uh, directed by Dan Kwan. Um, Sky, what were your kind of initial thoughts in watching just before we get into the stuff, seeing the family dynamic stuff, what was your reaction or take to it? I thought, okay, so have you seen Turning Red? No, I have not watched it yet. Okay, so I literally had a flashback of uh, watching Turning Red and that like whole first part of that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I know this is probably triggering all of my Asian friends moment, just like it did with uh, Turning Red. There are people there like, oh my God, that was my mother. Oh my God, this is this. And I'm like, I already knew it. I already knew it. It was so, it was literally realistic. Like you, you see this happening. You just see this happening in somebody's house. And it's, it's really just authentic. So I, I like how they filmed it. Um, and, you know, how, you know, had to deal with everybody in the laundry room, even though they're annoying as crap. And I, I thought I would get an inner monologue when that woman was coming up for her dry cleaning. <laughs> I was waiting for, I was like, oh yeah, I remember dry cleaning that mess. I don't know why she always gets a dry clean. She puts it in the washing machine. But I, that's what I, would, I wanted to have. I wanted to have that internal monologue um, when they were trying to find her dry cleaning. But yeah, no. This was uh, really authentic. And I was like, wow. So Asian Americans had two very realistic 
representations of themselves within like a month on film in film and i was like wow this is so cool <laughs> well i mean the movie the, the farewell apparently uh with uh aquafina and, and that cast apparently was also very mm-hmm. accurate representative so a- asian asian american folks you have a moment you know mm-hmm. the immigrant experience the familial experience the familial expectations mm-hmm. all that stuff i mean even in stuff like crazy rich asians mm-hmm. which is obviously an, an enhanced version of that but mm-hmm. that there are always expectations with your family there are always expectations with even growing up and moving on with your life right that you deal with that are very unique to that section of people yep yep and it, it was it was really authentic it was it was really well played too so i really didn't like that and then i think this is the first the very first part when you see that i mean he wants her to sign these divorce papers yeah but it's like you see them and you're like you're watching him and i think that was what bothered me is like you want to give serve her these divorce papers but i'm watching you deal with people and i'm watching her like actually run the business i'm like do you know anything that's happening right now with your finances or anything else because you want to divorce her and, and again me i'm petty so like, oh you want to get rid of me fine sign it walk out the door you deal with all this <laughs> and and then just gone that would be me though um i'm petty so it's different um but yeah um, so, so, I mean, but, but also you see like great acting from Michelle Yeoh mm-hmm. and Kihei mm-hmm. Kwan um, and the daughter, I forget the daughter's name. I mm-hmm. want to make sure we respect her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Joy, but the uh, um, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, I believe it's Stephanie who uh, mm-hmm. we've got old school James Hong in there as I believe mm-hmm. it's, it is Michelle Yeoh's father who is visiting. Yeah. Um, it is right on Chinese New Year. I believe this is when this is happening because they're having a party. So they're trying to prepare their taxes, which are a mm-hmm. hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Jamie Lee Curtis as like the auditor and just a hanging out, a hanging out role. I'm sure like someone called like, hey, Jamie Lee, you want to come be a weird ass accountant and do some weird shit? And she was like, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. But when they're going into the the thing is when we first get introduced to this weird parallel universe. Yes. And that her husband is like like a conduit for the other version of himself in like the future or whatever. And like he contacts her, gives her the little Bluetooth. Earpiece, yeah, Bluetooth yeah. thing. And you know, is talking to her while Jimmy Lee's going through this thing. And this is uh, this is another thing that bothered me too. You you see that whole first sequence where she's the one looking at everything. Yeah. She's the one doing all the math. She's the one filling out all the paperwork. But the person talking to him is her husband and her dad. And I was like, why are you not talking to the person who prepared all of this? Is like, is it because you feel that she doesn't know English or is it knowing that she does, but then... And then I think that's the best part about the entire movie for me is watching her progression. So, yeah, but then, you know, she gets pulled into the little separate universe and told this pretty much this quick, dirty rundown of what's happening. <laughs> and, and, you know, 
she like leaves and uh, Jamie Lee gives her more time to, you know, fix the tax stuff or whatever. And when they're leaving, now this is what I don't understand. I can't remember. Why were the security people coming up for them? At because, the because when they were, she had said, I'll give you more time. And then they were going to deliver. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is leaving the office, I guess, for lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, you accidentally hits her. Mm, (laughs) because she's she's bouncing between these universes Mm -hmm. and basically what it is is that there is this multi-dimensional being who is tearing ass through all these universes Mm -hmm. and the waymond that jumps in alpha waymond Mm -hmm. they they go to you know michelle's character evelyn because she's the one who can stop this multi-dimensional being um so the and the first like fight scene of the film with is the with the fanny pack <laughs> is shout out to Kihei Kwan with his khakis and his sensible shoes and his fanny pack giving these security guards that work. <laughs> the work with the fanny pack. And I was like, <laughs> oh goodness. And then he pull out the piece of gum and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean and I read an interview with him talking about the reason he left Hollywood was because he didn't see opportunities for Asian yeah. American actors. And mm-hmm. he had been doing stunt work and worked with guys like Wong Kar Wai and, mm-hmm. you know, Takeshi Mike and all, and all, you know, doing a lot of the Hong Kong stuff and doing stuff here, but yep. largely as a producer and a stunt guy um, and seeing crazy rich Asians was like, Oh, maybe there's a place for me out there now. Yeah. And he's playing like the nice Asian dad type, you know, mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's he's doing that. And so then they, um, now this sequence here, when she downloads on like, I think it was the Kung Fu, the the first one was the Kung Fu. Yes. They switch things and Jamie Lee does the thing with her. She switches to her alternative. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then we get the first hint that Michelle Yeoh is going to yo. And you know they download the kung fu on her. And, and there she is kicks her butt all the way down the stairs. And <laughs> it is so kind of what you get is she downloads into an Evelyn that didn't get married. That mm-hmm. when Wayman and them were together, he left. She stayed with her family. She went into martial you know learning martial arts and becoming basically like the michelle yo Evelyn, <laughs> which yeah. is you know starting with like you know yes madam and all that old hong kong stuff and mm-hmm. the you know and her career is like this rich star so she downloads all that so she can tap into all these uh, basically you get like four or five different timelines of mm-hmm. you have them in the tax office you have the couple Evelyn and women who have left the tax office and he gives her the papers. Mm-hmm. You then have the, at the party, Evelyn mm-hmm. and Waymond dealing with also her daughter who is gay and Evelyn's dealing with that and trying to explain that to her father. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these different things. There's a, there's just a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's there's a lot of things going on but the main <laughs> the main issue is that um you know evelyn is very traditional in her yeah. thinking 
And she feels that if we have, um, if you have, you're not honoring your parents, you're, I mean, she feels like her daughter's too Americanized, um, you know, and if like she doesn't explain this to her father and she wants her father to be, you know, happy with her and appreciate her, but she also wants her daughter to respect her. And she's just not going to listen to her because she's, you know, it's like, well, you can do this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. So she's kind of just projecting all her insecurities on her daughter, who's just absorbing all of them. And it's like, I am nothing but a failure to you when those are the same, what she feels from what happened to her from her father. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we, you find out that when she left, her father didn't even talk to her for years until their mother died. Right. And he needed someone to take care of her. He needed some help. And then like with her daughter, you, it's familial trauma, like straight up just calling her daughter fat. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I mean, geez, it's, it's a lot. Um, and folks who and, have dealt with, yeah. Yeah. And I think the the one thing, though, is like she thinks that she's showing her daughter love by saying, I noticed that you're getting fat. See, I, I paid attention yeah. to you. And <laughs> I know. Like, no, that's not that's not what I need you to do. <laughs> so you, uh, you go through each of these worlds and it's like showing her what she could become if she would just let go of some of this past hurt and trauma and face up to like what the real issue was, which is pretty much that her father abandoned her what she chose to be with her husband. And leave and go to, leave Hong Kong and go to America. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, she didn't achieve all the things that she thought she could achieve. Like when she didn't want to come back from the, the, the vision of her as the, as pretty much as Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No way. I like this one. It's like, no, no, no. And that is essentially Wayman tells her that you, this Evelyn, that the main one we start with, you have been so bad at everything mm -hmm. that you can reach into these other branches mm -hmm. more easily than other folks can because you've never really found a path. Right. So you're more oh. open to those paths because you've never tried them before. And so, you know, as, and that I finally figured like all the different people, her, I mean, of course it ends up being her daughter is the one that's going through, her variant is going through all these different times and, yeah. you know, messing yeah. it up because, you know, she didn't, she's pretty much expressing the trauma from not feeling loved. And so I, I finally figured out, like, what are all these different people coming at Evelyn for? And I'm finally realizing they're all her different traumas and all the different, you know, times she felt inadequate. They're coming to get her and make her feel inadequate and not able to do the task. So I'm like, finally, I get this. Well, and, <laughs> so. I, and I appreciate that the, the daughter who we find is this multidimensional villain because she exists in all these different places. So it is everything everywhere all at once. She's ex mm -hmm. experiencing them so much. And Evelyn is the only one who can kind of come close to that, that the the daughter took everything and put it on a bagel. Yes. And the everything bagel. I loved it just because 
it was taking it's a MacGuffin, it's an ex machina, mm-hmm. but it's just a bagel. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's an everything bagel that has all her traumas and her hate and all this other stuff in the universe. And that that's what's going to destroy all the universes, the everything bagel. Yep. And I, like, I, I like I like an everything bagel. So. Yeah, I do. Cream cheese. Or yeah. just butter. butter. <laughs> Alright, so what was your favorite variant, though? Mine was um, strong pinky. Where she was doing strong... a big little extra muscle on the pinky, I died. <laughs> everything is kung fu even this pinky is kung fu no my favorite was actually the uh like hibachi chef who was mm-hmm. working with the guy who had the raccoon in his head in his head that was probably my my favorite and also uh again uh waymond kehi kwan not seeing him for like 20 plus years and then mm-hmm. kind of seeing him as like the nice the super nice asian dad Mm-hmm. with his khakis and his sensible shoes and just wanting people to be nice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that was, I like that part of it because I think we would all like to be that person, but we all can't because the world is kind of a trash fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we, we each have a little bit of Wayman in all of us, but I think it's up to us to determine how much of that we deploy onto the world because it's kind of rough out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, okay. So when, he when she finally like signs okay so that whole scene where she just signs the divorce papers mm-hmm. at the um at the laundromat and then yeah. like breaks the window and i'm like so did the people just who were there at the party just like stop for a second like punch just does anyone want some more punch i yeah okay let's yeah. get some more punch because <laughs> I'm, I'm like okay but it also kind of just showed that, you know, at this point she didn't care what other people thought because she right. was very much about what other people think. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, so she's saying like, I don't care anymore. All right, just, this is what's going, you want me to sign this? All right, fine, signing it. And I just want you to know, I hate laundromats. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, um, I, yeah. I like the there's i guess a universe where everyone has hot dogs for hands and fingers i was so like what in the world (laughs) um and michelle yo and jamie lee curtis i feel like there is when one of these universes Mm -hmm. there is a universe where michelle yo and jamie lee curtis go off and be like an old like lesbian couple they go move to like new mexico like Jamie Lee Curtis quits being an auditor. She quits the the laundromat and they go move to New Mexico. They get a bunch of cats and they like run. They buy like a gas station or something. Or run a yeah, business. gas station or their own ranch where they just have cats running wild. Uh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's probably one of the universes we just don't know about. Yeah. Did you, was, was outside of like, and, and like getting a chance to see Michelle, you'll act. You mm-hmm. don't, was really cool because I, you know, I'm, like I know her from all these movies, these action movies where she's kind of acted a little. Like Crazy mm. Rich Asians, she she does some acting. Yes. But this was really like I hadn't seen this out yeah. of her before, so I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, I did. I really, I really liked being able to see her do something. I always like to see her do her thing. 
but actually able to see her act and kind of just flesh out a character. I hadn't seen that since Crazy Rich Asians from her. Um, So I was like, okay, so I'm going to get both. I'm going to get action (laughs) Michelle and I'm going to get acting Michelle. All right, we got this. This is great. (laughs) And at first I was confused and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have drank that uh, cider before I came. And then I was like, no, no, just watch it. It's going to, you're going to get it. Um, <laughs> just watch it. And that's, it, it, as she, as, and as everything started to just keep going, I'm like, okay, I get this now. All these things are metaphors. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really cool to see her in a role like this while actually doing what she's known for too. So it's like one of those multifaceted things. It would be very interesting to see if this even shows up around awards time. I'm surprised that this wasn't a September or October release. So it could be yeah. uh, an awards movie because no one's going to remember this in September and October when they pick all the movies for um, the Oscars. Um, they'll probably, it'll probably be up. Uh, well, it'll come up in probably another month or two for home release. Mm-hmm. So that will help. I do think it is going to get some sort of recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think Michelle Yeoh's performance is Oscar worthy? I yeah. don't know, but I feel like maybe like a Golden Globe thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe at least I don't want to say Best Picture, but maybe visual. Like, Got to get some visuals or action direction. Or yeah, cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> something. Um, even James Hong, who's been around forever, is mm-hmm. great as the the father. Um, it's it's a it's a great film. It also I went to I went to see this with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had plenty of feelings uh, because yeah. they've dealt with similar things in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are of you know Asian American or even where you are in a multi generational family mm-hmm. uh, who deals with this sort of like familial trauma generational trauma you're gonna have feelings about it going to see yeah. it um you know it's in the theaters right now i think yeah it'll be up for home release probably another month or two definitely um yeah it was ambitious it was a lot deeper than i thought it was going to be yeah uh one of my also things i liked in it was yeah it shot well mm-hmm. up uh, a nice mix of like and practical stunt work we've talked about stunt work a lot on this uh podcast i love when you just dig into you just call the stunt crew and be like all right we're gonna do some weird because initially i thought oh we're getting a weird a24 kung fu movie with that a24 weirdness in it and i was like no it was like someone put these people in a room and just maybe snorted some adderall and yeah. just wrote <laughs> <laughs> this was this was that bat meth i mean they, went and got, they got some of the bat meths from the batman movie and it was like hey can we borrow some of that Ugh. oh i know what i'm gonna do next i'm gonna throw this in here hey, let's do this let's do this and it's like hey who do we think we can get here i don't know we got michelle yo can she call some of her buddies yeah hey they call them. hey michelle call your buddies we just need some people to you know do some stuff okay yeah yeah Call, call the stunt call team. Buddies, and they read the script. They're like, what do you want us what, to what do? Is, what, what, is, what is this? 
And she's like, the pay's good. And we're like, okay, what time are we going to be there? It's like, you know, $10,000 a day. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's roll. Because I'm sure, I mean, look, I mean, Michelle Yeoh is, I mean, age is nothing but a number. Fact. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh will kick my ass, Sky's ass, mm-hmm. your ass, you listening to this and not mm-hmm. even break a sweat. Pretty much. She could do this probably <laughs> while drinking a Coke. Like, yeah. And <laughs> I need another Coke. <laughs> so, yeah. For, uh, for the record, for, for the record, she is she is sixty nine years old. Sixty nine? Yes. No, she's not. Yes, she is. Wow. She born, I had born her at... early. I had her at sixty. Wow. Okay. <laughs> born in nineteen sixty two. Um, what in in lieu of again the movie is, I would say pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's been doing movies since nineteen eighty four, eighty five. I think. 85 because she had two movies and then like the movie that I I didn't see in 85 I saw when I was a teenager when I was in like my Hong Kong movie action move Mm -hmm. but it's a 1985 movie called Yes Madam yes with Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock they play Mm -hmm. two it's a it's a buddy cop movie but with and the fight scenes are amazing the fashion is even better yeah, that white jump, was it the white jogging jogger jumpsuit with the windbreaker, the members and the only hot, I was like, I was like, the members only white. <laughs> with, the, with the collar, with the, yes. with, the, with the popped collar. With the popped collar that never came unpopped while she was actually working. I was like, yes, Michelle, work. <laughs> yeah, she, she's an institution. She's the patron saint of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um I would say if you're looking for movies, Yes, Madam, uh, Heroic Trio, um, Super Cop 2, I believe, of which she's a part of. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies, which is one of our previous episodes. Please go check that out. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Always. I mean, I mean, she's in that third Mummy movie that nobody saw with Jet Li, but I'm sure she got paid very well. (laughs) Um, It's like, was I the only one who saw that movie? Oops. <laughs> hey man it was oops it was me and that was me okay yeah <laughs> um you know she's in gunpowder milkshake which is great we're probably going to talk about that movie at some point yes that was great. um auntie non and shang chi and legend of the ten rings of which we have yep. covered yeah uh mm-hmm. she she is an institution uh we mm-hmm. respect her around here we don't accept any michelle yo slam there at all None. don't say, don't say any any cross stuff because it's going to be a problem um yeah kihei kwan come back come back come back of the the decades for him yay Mm -hmm. for him i know he doesn't get in the binder but uh you know respect the binder but he'll be i can put him beside the binder (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it's just it's currently in theaters right presently um Mm -hmm. so you have to go to the theater um if it is safe for you to do so I went on like a Friday night. It was and it wasn't really too crowded. It was nice, but I also have one of the theaters near me that has like the spaced out big chairs. Yes. I don't know what your theater situation is, but that's what I prefer to go to from now on because I don't want yeah, you, that, you. That's my theater situation, except for um, people who do not respect the assigned seating, reserved seating boundaries, and when you have an entire theater. Exactly. You have an entire theater. You don't have to 
sit next to somebody you don't know. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to select that. That's if I'm an F10, you don't have to select F9. You no, can no. eight, F7. Don't even sit in this row. B, there's a B row, there's an E row. There's plenty um, of rows. There's five other people in this theater. We don't all need to be sitting in F10 through F5. No, we don't. And <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's to help to, to help you folks that are that are not acquainted with this, because overseas, like in Europe and Asia, they've been doing the select seating thing since at least like late '90s, 2000s. Because when I was in the service, I was visiting places like in Hong Kong, Japan. I was stationed in Japan for two years from '98 to 2000. When I would go to the theater there, they mm -hmm. had assigned seating. So this has been something we are just getting into in the past few years here. COVID mm -hmm. has accelerated that process. Yes. So when you go to the theater, buy your buy your stuff beforehand. It's very, very easy. Why weren't we doing this 10, like 10, 15 years ago? Thanks. <laughs> um, whatever movie theater you go to, download the app. Movie theater rewards apps are pretty actually pretty good. You see like yeah. three or four movies in a month, you're going to get a free popcorn. Always. And you know they don't do smalls anymore. It's either like medium or gargantuan. Yep. Same with drinks. I mean, you can get a large drink and a large popcorn, you know, free after every five movies with the points. You got yeah. this. <laughs> you pick you 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 pick your seat before and you don't even have to bother. You just then you pull up the little email. Sometimes there's a person that scans it. Sometimes you just scan it yourself. Yep. You don't even need to look at the ticket desk anymore. There's like one sad person. There's like one sad high schooler over there who's not even sad because she don't have to talk to nobody. She's not talking about you to make sure that you don't have any like visible weapons walking into a thing. And that's yeah. it. Because <laughs> the, yeah, the theater I go to, there's a guy at the little gate that scans your scans your email, scans your phone, mm -hmm. says hi to you. He's an older guy at mine. He he likes to talk a little bit, but that's I whatever. I feel like he's probably retired. This is mm -hmm. his job. So he wants to tell me about the post credit scene. Cool, man. Thank you. There's you know, scene after this one. Yep. <laughs> thanks, dude. Thanks, man. Thank, thanks for hooking me up. Yeah, but, and well, yeah. So no. select your select your seats and respect the space of your. Don't if there if if it is a movie like let's say you go because sometimes I'll go to a movie like late on a Wednesday or Thursday after work. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people in the theater. If right. I'm picking my seat and there's someone in like row E six, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit in row E. That's their row. Yep, absolutely. I'm gonna go sit in row like G or H. I'm gonna give them their space. Absolutely. Yep. But I, I'll tell you this, when I went to see this movie and when I went to see The Northman, I'm glad that I looked before I went to make sure, see how many people were around me. Because I did, and at each movie, it was like a cluster of people all around me in an entire theater with empty seats. So I deleted, I was like, let me cancel, reorder it for the one that's all the way over here. And that's it. And I'm like, I don't understand how this happens because you can go online and pick your seat. It doesn't automatically assign it. You no. pick your seat. So the fact that you have decided to sit in this small cluster is disturbing. Yeah. And the, when I went to see the Northmen, the dude who the 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 dudes who had selected the seats right like around me. One of them was coughing like he had like COVID. And I'm like, you do not gonna cover your mouth. You don't have a mask on and you will sit right up on me coughing in my mouth. No, sir. Not while I but like not while I am trying to watch my husband shirtless right. and dirty acting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scott is out here trying to get some quality time with husband hubba hubba number two. Right. You're messing it up, bro. Yeah. That was the one time that the usher was actually useful though, because like, <laughs> I don't know if somebody went and got him or not, but dude was like, look, either you going to have to put a mask on or you have to go outside and finish this coffin because uh, this isn't allowed. <laughs> this is not, not permitted. Not permitted. My, my, my theater experiences have been, have been pretty good. I went to see uh, the Batman in the theater, but I, I went to see the Batman on like a Sunday, like a Sunday evening. There nice. wasn't a lot of people there. When I yes. went to see Spider-Man No Way Home, I went on like a Wednesday evening, nobody there. This one, but I've become like a back left up near the back wall sitter now. Mm-hmm. That's become my area Me. because nobody, nobody likes to be back there. And I have no hey, problem. I thought so- that. I thought that because I would sit in the back corner. Nobody wants to sit out there. They all want to sit in the middle, right? Yeah, no. Hmm. Last two movies, they've been all up on me. And I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> let's let's, let's be smart. Like pepper spray for a reason. This is the reason. <laughs> let, let, let's, be, let's be smart. Let's try and be a little courteous, you know, especially in, in these times. Um, mm-hmm. Quick recommendation. Sky and I talked about this offline, but I want to mention it to the people. I am going to make a recommendation for folks. If you're listening, if you have Netflix, there is a documentary called mm. White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Wow. You need to get on your Netflix. You need to watch this. You need yes. to absorb it. Yes. You need to understand. Every bit of it. <laughs> Every bit of it. Even if, if you are still one of these grown adults in the year in, in the year 2022 who do not understand how white privilege and, and that thing works, if this movie cannot help you understand it, I don't know what to tell you. Facts. <laughs> this, is, this is this is the a recommendation among recommendations. This is it, it, again. If you have Netflix, you don't need to be in there watching Great British Bake Off for the fourth time. It'll still Fact. be there. It well maybe. Maybe <laughs> you don't you don't need to be up in there. You know, watching Voltron for the fourth time. I've watched it three times. I enjoyed the series. Yes. You know, we you, we can always watch Castlevania at a later date. Fact. Uh, the center's going to be there. <laughs> exactly. You know, watch first. <laughs> all the, the CW shows are in there. You can watch Riverdale later. Facts. I mean, there's watch. like seasons of it. You, you're good. <laughs> yeah. There is a reason this is called White Hot. Mm-hmm. And you need to sit yourself down. It's an hour and a half. It's short. 90 minutes. Lately, not that I don't like my long movies, two and a half, you know, Spider-Man's two, 240, but Spider-Man mm-hmm. goes. It's, 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 a, it's a quick 240. Mm-hmm. Batman's like almost a long three, but give me a good 90 minute. I mean, like the, okay, I'm going to diverge. The Venom movies are ridiculous, but they are 90 minutes a pop. Yeah, we're right. in, we're out. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's white hot Inter- Netflix. Action ending. Good. <laughs> we're done. White hot Netflix. Sky's going to watch it uh, this this week and, and gets me, but it is a high recommend. Five out of five. Definitely. Another good That's- one, guys. And this one, you know, coming from the old Nick Cage person of myself, the oh, unbearable yeah. weight of massive talent is actually really good and really funny. I'm going to go ahead and give Matt P. Douglas three weeks in order to watch that so we can discuss it. <laughs> I, 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 I like Nick Cage to a point. Um, there this a movie, movie makes fun of every Nick Cage-ism ever. And it's even funnier because 
Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. So it's like Nick Cage is being just Nick Cage. I don't think they even wrote a script for him. I think they just <laughs> were like, let just riff off of everybody, Nick, and just Nick Cage. And, and it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've I've heard it's good. Um, Pedro Pascal is becoming the rare volume shooter where everything he does is good. Yes. So um, I'm going to check it out. Uh, give me three weeks, maybe four. Um, I've recently kind of been on a little bit of a tear. Like I watched mm-hmm. Con Air the other day. I watched yes. Face Off the other day. Oh, uh, I watched Gone and Sing- Oh yeah, Face Off is is a, is a modern treatise on action movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, go, I mean, the fact that I saw that eight times in the theater, six of <laughs> which on one day. Don't get me started on that movie. <laughs> Gone in sixty seconds. He's got yeah. a movie on. He's got a movie on Hulu called Willy's Wonderland, where he doesn't well, say a so word. Hilarious and good. It's just he doesn't. So he doesn't say a word, and it's amazing. Yes. And have I you mean, seen Pig? I have not seen Pig. I've read about it. I'm gonna sit and watch it. Pig. <laughs> So we, we've talked, okay, so what, what we've done is we, we've discussed every, everything ever all at once. Go see it, folks. It's a really good movie. It's going to make you have feelings and thoughts, which is great. Um, my high recommend, high key recommend is White Hot on Netflix, The, the Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. Sky's high recommend is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which we will discuss because if we don't, Sky's going to come here to Connecticut and beat me up and I don't need that in my life. And I'm going to be in Connecticut in June with my team. So hey. <laughs> oh, oh, you're coming up here do, to do to do stuff. Is it? Is yeah. it? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. Um, so folks, you can find me online at Matt, at Matt P Douglas Sky. You can find me everywhere as Skyler Zane. Yep. Uh, let us know hashtag MSBK. You can find us on Google and Spotify. The more you listen to us, the more places we are available. If you, even if you want to just yell at us on social media. Um, and again, if you yell at us on social media, we're going to use it for content and we'll even credit you. Yay. Because we're petty. Because we're petty. <laughs> oh. We're, this, this is a full-on petty podcast. Sky is like the CEO of petty. Yes. I am just like, I am like, if she is manning the cannon of petty, I am the person just loading in the <laughs> ammunition. She's the, she's the marksman. She's the person who handles the aiming. I'm just the person who's loading up. <laughs> keep going uh, so you'll have a good one be petty but go see this movie go see our recommendations and y'all have a good one